Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Grounded Roots Wellness with Sam Black. I am your host, Sam Black, for a second time today. So for those of you who did tune in at 2 o'clock, you will realize that you didn't hear a whole lot. I'm not sure what happened. I think my children may have been playing with my mic, and my husband may be having to play with it later to fix it. But I came in. I'm calling in live with a regular old telephone because this show is worth it. And let me tell you, Shirley Ann Felder is beyond worth it. So hang tight. She will be on for real soon. You know, you would have been laughing because I thought something was wrong that Shirley wasn't connecting. So I just kept chatting away and chatting away. And, of course, um, the only one who heard me was my dog, Rosie. So thank you, Rosie, for being such a great audience. For those of you who are new to our show, Grounded Roots Wellness is very much like our space that we hold here in Niagara Falls, Ontario. My husband and I have a wellness center on Montrose Road, and it's really built on the belief that we can all find healing and find wellness in every area of our life. And we have a variety of different services that we offer um, in order to promote that and promote wellness in every area of your life. We also operate on that belief that healing needs to happen in three ways for it to really work. First of all, it needs to happen with the physical body. It needs to happen with the soul and the spirit and also with the mind and rewriting those limiting beliefs that keep us stuck and keep us from getting what we really want out of life. And so all of our services really come together to do that for you and to really help you find that wellness in every area of your life. So right now, everyone's really excited about our float pods. And let me tell you, I think I floated four times this week, such a cool experience. If you haven't tried float pod therapy yet, give us a call or call a center close to you because I know some of you are all over and try it out because it is just an amazing feeling to just be able to let go for a whole hour and experience zero gravity. So that's some of the excitement happening. We're really, really looking forward to our grand opening on Monday. Of course, we've been open for a little while now, but our grand opening is on Monday, kind of makes everything official. But we'll have a great celebration there and some refreshments and prizes, and we'll be doing tours, and Chris will be doing a little DDP yoga demo. So hopefully if you're in Niagara Falls or in the area, you'll pop by and visit us. And next Thursday, hosted by Spiritual Niagara, I am so, so blessed to be a part of this upcoming event. Um, Spiritual Niagara is hosting an evening with spirit and myself and three other local mediums will be sharing messages from your loved ones. So if you would like to get tickets to that event, it's on Eventbrite, you could also connect with Spiritual Niagara and they can help you get tickets. Or if you're popping by anyhow, we have 10 tickets down at Ground Roots Wellness that you'd be able to buy there too. So that is a little bit about what's going on with me and with the world of Grounded Roots and Chris and everything. And now I would love to introduce to you our dynamic, beautiful, amazing speaker. And I can't say enough about her. You know, when we get together, which isn't often because we don't live close by, but when we do, it just feels magical. Like all the stars have aligned. She has got such charisma and I can't wait for you to chat with her. And if you would like to chat with her, chat with me later in the show, please feel free to call in as a guest. And you can do that by calling 516-531-9240. So that number again is 516-531-9240. And we'd love to have you call in later in the show if you have any questions or if you're looking for insight It's not necessarily for readings, but definitely Shirley and I will be able to provide some insight, especially if you want to get going with a business or you're looking to just pull out that little gem inside to help yourself shine more. That's our specialty today. That's what we want to do. So a little bit about Shirley. I could go on and on the whole episode about her, but that wouldn't be fair to you. So I'm just going to give you a snapshot, and then we're going to bring her on air, and Shirley's going to share all about herself. 
So Shirley Anfelder, she is a dynamic woman in business. She held a male-dominated business for over 20 years in her community. She inspires others every single day. And she has got an extraordinary gift for bringing the little ordinary things to light for people and collecting the messages from people around the world to share those messages with others and inspiration for others. So I am now going to bring Shirley on air, and please welcome Shirley Ann Felder. Shirley, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, my friend. Yay! See, the stars <laughs> aligned again. I'm so glad because, base. you know, earlier, <laughs> poor Shirley and I, she's texting me, and I'm like, I don't understand. I'm talking. I can hear myself in the headphones, you know. Try doing it this way. Try doing it this way. I am so glad the error was actually somewhere on my end. So I'm so glad that you hung tight with me, my friend, so that I could bring this live at 2.30 instead of 2 today. So welcome to Ground of Roots. Thank you so much, and thank you for the invite. Um, It's an absolute pleasure and an honor for me. to be able to do this. I think what's really amazing that today in the world, you know, no man is an island and everything is about collaboration and sharing, sharing our stories, sharing our opportunities and being open to the options that come our way. Oh, wonderful. And I totally agree with you. And, you know, although we had some technical glitches today, it's amazing what technology offers for us so that we can do this and we can air it live. We don't have to meet somewhere in a studio. We can just call in from home and be together like this and share those opportunities with others. Uh, I say every day that I'm frustrated with technology because I haven't truly mastered it yet, but that's the blessing in disguise sometimes from our children. Um, But it is amazing. You know, I'm able to uh, meet people all over the world, stay connected with them, and stay connected to their lives and and different experiences that they go through, that as I travel, I'm able to share those opportunities and experiences with the new people I meet, and I technically didn't have to be there to experience it with them. Absolutely. And, you know, there's so many different events that you go to, and you're so gifted in capturing those moments by picture and with your words, and you always share on your Facebook page so people feel like they've actually been there with you. You know, when I first started uh, with this whole Facebook thing, right, at first my brother's being antiquated, I have to say, but they say, why do you put all your personal stuff on Facebook? And I said, because it is personal, and it's personal to everyone because we all experience things in lives, and sometimes we feel like we're the only one experiencing it, and no one else has ever experienced it, kind of like our kids when they're growing up and they're trying to to avoid sharing their problems and issues with us because they don't want to hear the story we have to tell them because we've already experienced it. But it's really cool that we're able to do this on Facebook. And at first, you know, sometimes we're very sensitive. We never know what someone's going through in their life. And and so at first I was afraid to share because I don't want people to think that I'm gloating and saying, oh, I have this and I've done this. But I'm amazed every day of the opportunities that come my way. And sometimes I'm like a little kid. I'm like, oh, my God, I, I just this just happened for me. Or someone just invited me to speak on the radio. Someone asked me to write an ad. Someone asked me to, to take an ad out in their paper. And some people would say, well, you know, that's every day. That's not every day for everyone. And not everyone has those opportunities. So I just believe by sharing somebody who is sitting home, just sitting on the Internet, with nothing to do or feeling stuck or needing a transformation or needing some epiphany to fire their butt up to say, you know what, I am worthy, I am better, I am deservant of more than what I am giving myself. They will see a a meal that I might make or they'll see a drink that I shared and say, you know what, I'm going out and I'm getting out of this house and I'm going to go try that meal or try that drink. And if I've been able to transform someone out of their seat out into the public where they haven't been willing to go, where I've been able to transfer someone to say, you know what, I'm going to that workshop because I want to peel back the banana and I want to learn what makes me tick and why I'm not doing more and why I should be doing this and why can't I do this because we all have those questions, right? And so I believe by sharing that, I pray to God that I am allowing someone to open up the doors of opportunity for themselves. 
I know that you do. I know that you do do that for people. Every day, surely, you do that for people. And, you know, as people become more acquainted with who you are, they will also be connecting with you because you're like a shining light helping people come off the water safely. And I just know that people are dying to talk to someone like you to help bring the ordinary greatness out in them. So while we're there, why don't you share a little bit about what is the concept of ordinary greatness and how did this come to you? Well, one of my superheroes is Les Brown. And at probably one of the yes. most darkest moments darkest moments in my life, uh, someone shared a Les Brown tape with me. And my mother, for those who don't know, my mother died at age 39. And I was 12 for only two weeks. What a horrific thing to happen to a child at age 12, especially a girl. <laughs> life is about to change forever as we know it in many ways. And so I had to move from New York to Washington, D.C., and live a whole different life and go through a different change. So all these things happened to me. So now, you know, fast forward, someone shares this uh, tape with Les Brown with me, and he's talking about his mother being ill and not being able to possibly afford it, you know, so the, the hospital people thought. And he said, my mother has, you know, they asked if she had an insurance card, and he said, my mother has Les Brown Unlimited. And I said, oh, my God, my brothers and I would have had Felder unlimited cards where my mother's health could have been taken care of better and her happiness and her self-esteem, she would be here today. But then I look at the flip side and I say nothing happens by accident. My mother's death, you know, this is my story and I write it. I don't give anyone else that permission to write my story. My mother died technically to save my life. I moved from the area I'm from. And I moved to a whole other area. I learned German. I played sports. I did all kinds of things technically to be rebellious, you know, because I was hurting that I didn't have a mother. But what it did, what it, it, it impelled me forward to be competitive, to, to be in the know, to be on cutting edge, to always be where things were happening, to keep myself busy. So I wasn't thinking about the loss of my mother. And then more and more things happened, and I started – just feeling like I was different, but I wasn't. I was ordinary, just like every other person in my class, just like every other person when I went to work. And I'm, and I'm reflecting back on this, this tape of Les Brown, and I decided at that moment what my purpose and mission was. And once you find your cause or your, your purpose, then every day you can live on purpose. And I knew that I was ordinary, but underneath that ordinary, we have gifts. God doesn't make junk. We make junk when we don't apply ourselves or we don't use the gift that we, we're given. And sometimes we have to polish off the ordinary to get to our greatness. And how we do that is through what, what's called personal development. And so I found personal development, and I decided that we're all ordinary, but if we serve many, if we serve people and help, then we move forward into our greatness because then we become what we're supposed to be by living our purpose or our cause or our mission, you know, whatever verb you want to use. But every day of my life, I try to greet someone with a smile. I try to give a positive word. I don't lie. I don't create lies. But I see or hear something in them, and you see their gifts and talents, but they don't see it very much like I did for many years. You know, it's like, oh, no, I don't have the ability to speak. Who's going to listen to me? I have no college degree. I have no education. But you're running a multimillion-dollar business. Who are you kidding, silly rabbit? You know, and that's the <laughs> other thing. We don't give ourselves enough praise. You know, we don't acknowledge what we have. We always say, oh, that's nice. You know, someone says, oh, you're so beautiful today. Your hair looks beautiful. What's the first thing we do? Oh, yeah, I barely brushed it. No, say thank you. Learn how to step into your greatness. Learn how to step into your abilities and skills. And it's not being cocky. It's not being arrogant. But if you don't believe in yourself, how in the world will someone else? Because look, even look at, I never talk about politics, but look at our race right now. Look at this political race in the U.S. It's crazy. Who do we believe? How do we believe? Where do we reach for? So you have to find authentic people who know a little bit more than you, 
but of doing what you want to do. Find that crowd. Impel yourself into it. Kick the doors of opportunity open. I don't care if they don't invite you. Show up. The party doesn't start till you get there. And just come with a pad and a sponge and learn and smile and be coachable and you can change your own life with your own means, skills, and ability. I love that. I love that. And, you know, when Shirley says bring your pad, she's not kidding. Everywhere Shirley goes, she has a notebook with her. And, Shirley, what do you put in that notebook? I put in thoughts. I put in words that other people speak. Um, I have ideas when they're talking. You know, most of the time people are complaining because life is tough. And we have to figure out how to get around the bumps, you know, and curves in life. And so when people are talking, I'm writing things that they're saying, and I'm looking for solutions for them. I'm looking for direction for them. I'm looking for the greatness in them. And that's what I tend to do. I tend to look for that greatness. And and I continue their conversation. Oh, well, you said what? And I save that for a rainy day to play back to them. Didn't you say? Didn't you believe? Didn't you want? And every now and then, you have to put a fire under someone's butt to, to put them back in the game of life. Because sometimes we pull over, we park, we get frustrated. And so my notepads, I have cases and boxes of them I've been writing forever. <laughs> um, and they're dated, so I have, to, I have to go back in my memory. It's like, oh, that was a year ago around January. I go to that box. Um, but that's what I'm always doing. I'm writing down ideas and thoughts because there's a million, thousands of thoughts that go through our head a day. And, you know, and we're living life. Let's face it. Life happens. So as we're living life, yeah, so as we're living life, things happen. So you want to be able to go back, always have a pad. I mean, we have our phones now, so we we have a little notepad section in there. But, you know, there's a saying, they say if you ink it, you stink it. So write it down. Let's keep it old school sometimes. Like we had to go back to today, thank God, for, you know, the the primitive ways sometimes. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. When all else failed, I just grabbed my phone. And uh, and it worked. It worked. We didn't need any special gadgets today to be together. No, not at all. So, Um, so Shirley, one thing that I really love about your philosophy in your coaching program, Mm -hmm. Ordinary Greatness, is that recurring theme of brushing off the diamonds, okay, and bringing everything out to shine. And so for those who don't already know you, can you share a little bit about your business world and what you created there? With Ordinary Greatness or in general? Well, when you had your other business, as you were finishing that up and creating Ordinary Greatness? Because I love how you tie your old profession in with your new. Ah, okay. So for those who don't know, I've owned uh, a garbage company for almost 24 years uh, in upstate New York. And um, I created it with really cool themes. And, uh, you know, the color purple, because that was different. It was royalty. And I was a Lakers fan back in those days. <laughs> but, so, but what all of that did, all of that, what all of that did was help me to deal with many book titles we have, how to deal with difficult people, how to make people happy, um, all those kinds of things, how to manage, how to be present, you know, and, and all of those tools that were in my toolbox, my arsenal of running the company and employing people and helping them get benefits and helping them do things to improve, you know, investing in themselves, getting health insurance, like all those things are what we do every day in life. And so before I knew it, I realized that I was managing people, I was investing, um, but I wasn't really taking care of my health because you're just a workaholic, right? So I managed to put in some weight. So then also I learned how to lose weight, how to eat better. So all of these things are manifesting. And I'm saying, you know what? Soon I'm going to have to grow up and get out of this business, and I need to compel myself to move to the next thing. And what I realized is that everywhere I went, I was given advice. Someone asked me to speak, be a comedian. You know, that's that's one of my uh, – 
one of my life dreams. I'm going to get yes, up and do stand-up one day, Sammy. <laughs> I've never but, seen you not make someone smile, so I want to be there in the front row. Yeah, so so anyway, so all of this, you know, I was like, I'm, I've been doing garbage, people's garbage, literally for 24 years. And what I saw is that every day I meet someone, and they had other types of garbage in their life, things, blockers, roadways, you know, obstacles, pressure, lose a job, lose a home, lose, a, you know, someone close and dear to you, all these obstacles that I had in business that were in everyday life. So really, what's the difference to me? So I said, you know what, for years I've been talking trash. I'm not, gonna, I'm not just talking trash anymore. I'm talking about the trash in our life. I want to help people sort through the things that stop them because so many things stop me, but it's mostly, Sam, self-talk. No one looks at you and says, you're fat, you're not pretty, you're not smart, you don't have an education. We put that stuff in our own heads based on the crazy stuff we see in media, you know, the magazines, all that stuff. But what if we could reprogram ourselves and not think about anything that's, there's no such thing as a normal or a standard. It is how you authentically feel. Do what feels good as long as you are not insulting or hurting other people, but live your dream. Live your dream. You know, when you're talking to a little kid, they just could be and do everything. They're going to jump off the building. They're going to build great things. They're going to fly. And so many people have told them no, so now they no longer want to fly. They no longer want to jump off the building when they become 13. You know, their life starts to change. And we start to give them, we start to program their little brains into not being creative anymore. So now fast forward to my age of 50, and and if I didn't fight to be me, I'd have to be reprogrammed to say that I couldn't transition from doing over $60 million in 20 years, you know, putting $10 million into our local landfill here. You know, and I'm saying, wow, I never, my math teacher would be so proud of me because I almost failed math. I had great grades except for math. <laughs> and so, so I did, you know, millions of dollars, and I never forget the first time I went to buy a truck, and I had to write $23,000 on And I looked over at my then boyfriend, soon-to-be husband, now next husband, but still a great friend, and I said, how the heck do I spell that 23000 And he looked at me and said, what are you asking me for? I was a 16-year-old eighth-grade dropout, so I started scratching it, like practicing how to write it before I put it on the check. Just those kinds of things to know that the opportunities I've had today, I'm so blessed. So therefore, I can transition from one thing to the next, and it's time I live my dream. And my mother's death, at such a young age, watching a woman die with no low self-esteem, not feeling worthy, not feeling pretty, not feeling empowered that she just raised children almost by herself, was a nurse and a bartender and a maid, and she felt like she did nothing in life. That's crazy. So it's my job. This, I, I, I've given myself the job to meet every person. And help them, if, they're, if they have an open hand and an open heart, to help them find what they're good at, what they're passionate about. Once they find their cause or their passion, life gets sexy because you work towards that every day. And even though I was doing the garbage company and I was doing network marketing, so that taught me personal development and taught me about products and international travel and I have friends all over the world, I'm saying, oh, my God, here is this 21-year-old single mom, no college degree, traveling the world, who had an incredible business, who had so many people supporting her. I can't waste those gifts that have been given to me, and I have to pay it forward. And every time I meet someone, it just impels me to do more, and I become stronger and brighter and smarter and more intelligent. And, Sammy, that's why I smile so much. I know people say, oh, your life isn't that great. You know, your smiles are fake. No, because life is crappy. I can tell you, it can be so crappy. But, man, at the end of the day, when you look back and you say, wow, look at all that crap behind me, I kicked his butt. And you can look Absolutely. in the mirror and say, well, tomorrow is next. Tomorrow is next. Because I kicked today's butt, I'm still alive. 
And so if we continue to think that way, life would be so much better than doom and gloom. And, and we have such a voice today, technology. You can write, you can call in, you can get on a TV show. You can do whatever you want to do with your cause or your passion or your purpose. And I would tell anyone who's on this call, if there's something that is burning inside of you that you feel you need to do, be or have, set a goal towards it. That's why there's life coaches. Look at all the professional basketball players and athletes and speakers. They all have coaches. I have a coach. Sam has a coach. We're coaches. People need help getting to where they want to go. If they knew how to get there, they'd have been there already. So Absolutely. All of us need that, yeah, all of us need that little guidance, you know, to help us get there. And that's what, that's what we do. That's what I do. That's my life stream. I want to travel this world, and I want to share the stories of how Sam and I met, you know, how, how me and many people have met and what we had in common and what we didn't have in common. And sometimes you meet people and you're like, ooh, you know, that's not my type of person. But open up your heart and your mind because there's so many people I've met in life, and I was like, yeah, mm-mm, we're not going to get along. They're my best friends now, and I would – I don't, I'm not a big swimmer, but I'd swim through hell and high water to get to them if they needed me, and they would do the same for me. And that's how I feel about Absolutely. all of that, Sam. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, it's true. You meet so many people, so many people. And I love how you share those opportunities and you bridge those gaps. And that's one thing I, I tend to do as well is be, be that bridge. You know, even people that I've met and I totally adore and stuff, I've moved a lot. I've had a lot of experiences. You know, I haven't been able to stay in touch with everybody as much as I'd like. But when I connect with them later, I often hear, you know, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have met so-and-so. And now we work together. We started a business together or we're best friends or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so I love how you network other people so they have opportunity to explore and you know one thing with coaching is we're really trying to empower everyone to get to where they want to be and at some point when they don't need us anymore that's when we're just celebrating it's not a sadness it's a celebration because we know we're all okay we just need to remember that we all need a coach in life good coaches have coaches and um, when I had my coach training this weekend, I did a CCF class here in Niagara Falls. We had a fabulous, fabulous group. Um, so it was all girls and Stephen. So Stephen, that's your shout out for today. <laughs> um, because Stephen had a room full of girls and, you know, he really held his own. He was amazing. And so one thing that really comes up in, often in classes, and you and I have talked about this before, and when I give readings, I often share this with people, that we get the messages that we need, not necessarily the ones we want. You know, and so when I was in my class, this one lovely girl, she was so excited. She's like, I'm going to work with her over there. You know, we have so much in common. She's a Reiki master. She's this, she's this, and we have all this in common. I can't wait to work with her. But when it came time to do partner work, the other lady had already been taken. And so she's like, oh, I had really wanted to work with her. And I said, trust the process. Just trust. Let go. You're going to get exactly the coach you need today. And that's totally how it worked out. And when we were all wrapping up at the end of the weekend, that was her her final parting was, you know, I really got what I needed. I had wanted her, and I still want to connect with her. <laughs> but I got the people I needed in my life. And if we just trusted that whether you're in a coach class or you're at the grocery store, we always get exactly what we need at that time if we're open to receiving it. And so that's one thing that I really love with you too is that you do look for the simple messages that other people take for granted as just the everyday and you're able to take them in, sit with it for a minute, and then give it back to them as a beautiful gift. And I just love that. You know, I think it's important because, again, we complicate our lives. Sometimes it is just that simple. But when it's that simple, 
we're like, no way, that's not supposed to be. It doesn't happen like that for me. And then, and then we, we run from our gifts or we run from the message. And, you know, again, I only speak from experience for so long. You know, my best friend, um, Jackie, she was a chamber president and, you know, she helped me to become more vocal and speak up. You know, the person you're speaking to today wasn't this person, of course, 15 years ago. And, um, you know, she always gave me the mic whenever there was an opportunity to emcee something or do something. And, and so what happened is she helped me to get my voice and helped me to get, empower me to believe that I could do these things. And, and, and I was complicating it. Oh, no one's going to do business with a, a lady in the garbage business. No one's going to believe she could do. And all I had to do was find my niche. So if you're listening and you're, you want to do something that other people are doing, the secret is find out what they're doing, but find out what they're not doing that you can do better. And then that's your road. That's your road because everyone can deliver a message, but everyone delivers it differently. Everyone can provide a service, but everyone can provide it differently. And it's no matter what your calling is, find out who's doing it, who has done it, what they did bad, learn from their mistakes, and create your niche and deliver it like no one else. That's the secret. Find your niche. No one wants to die a carbon a copy of anyone else. And don't complicate our, ourselves. We complicate it. You know, well, I can't do this. Well, if somebody else did it, that means it can be done. Who are we kidding? But we want to – it's easier to complain because work is hard. Work is hard, but we got to work anyway, right? And if it takes us three years – and if it takes us three years to get there, who cares? We're going to have three years anyway, right? So why not yeah, and, make it And we're worse? all on our own schedule too. So we can't right. really why compare not to what – Exactly. Well, that's the big ugly thing. We're always comparing. Always comparing. Don't compare. Don't judge. You are you. They are them. They're, no one is alike. Everyone is a unique individual. And I think that was the, the biggest, one of the biggest things that I had to learn looking forward to moving to ordinary greatness. I'm like, you know, there's so many coaches out there. There's so many amazing speakers, right? But not many of them curse like I do. Not many of them can tell the trash jokes <laughs> like I do. So I'm like, who am I kidding? There's nobody that can deliver a message like me. And I'm raw and I'm real and I'm authentic. You know, I, I've been single for a couple of years, which that's fine. It's great. But what's really awesome about it is I'm on dating sites. So I have friends who are like, oh my God, you're on that? You're absolutely right. I have friends all over the world from dating sites doesn't mean that they're coming to kill me and stalk me they're sharing their culture with me I'm sharing my culture with them sometimes all people need is a friend you can you can connect with someone today and it could have been the day that they decided I can't do this anymore I'm sad I'm lonely I can't move forward I'm not this I'm not that you know we get so caught up with what I'm not instead of just being who you are and having what you have and then so you, you click yes on someone and say, bing, and you say, hello, how are you today? And they say, oh, my God, someone responded to me. I have a reason to live. And it's literally, you know, people, I've spoken to people and I say, you know, my life has been so this, that, and the other. And I've connected them with other female friends. You know, they might not be the dude for me, but maybe I know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. And that's what this world is about, connecting people to the things and the people that will help them live a happy, safe, prosperous life. Absolutely. And, you know, I love the work that you do, too, to help other women get out of their own way when it comes to dating and also helping them do online dating safely, which is a really huge thing that I hadn't really thought a whole lot about until that one day when you mentioned it to me. And... That's huge for people, especially when they have these limiting beliefs in their head. For example, girls don't ask guys out. Or ladies don't post their pictures on those sites. Or, you know, you don't meet a man unless somebody knows him. You know, and you really kind of break down all of those roadblocks, but do it in a safe way 
that helps inspire other women to get out there and try something new. And I really love that. I think it's it's so important, you know. Being on dating sites has has changed me a little bit as well. It has opened me up more, you know. I, even though I'm fun and I'm and, and locally and in my groups and circles of beautiful people, I'm open. Not so much was I before in any of these dating sites. But, you know, let's face it: if people are going to find you, they're going to find you. Okay, the internet is just open to everything. But you don't have to give someone so many details. You just want to have a general conversation. You know, what's your favorite color? You know, if you if I could wave a magic wand, what would be your perfect dream trip or something? You know, but have general conversation. Learn how to communicate because, you know, with technology today, too, we don't even know how to sit down and have a conversation. And I find myself doing this, too. I pick up that cell phone 24-7. So I've really been trying if I'm going somewhere. I try to set it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it because I'm so connected. I have clients <laughs> and I have Facebook and I have Twitter and LinkedIn, you know. But And I'm trying to, you know, create a report, too, because I'm putting workshops together. But But having conversation is something we don't do so often anymore. It's passe. So learning how to communicate is incredible again. You're like, wow, you know, it's cool to learn those kinds of things. So being safe is very simple. You know, you don't speak to someone if they only have a half of their face up or one picture. You know, that's mysterious. You want to be open and honest. There's nothing wrong with posting pictures of yourself. I believe uh, in the lack of false advertisement. So I'm a big girl. I'm I'm five foot two and a half, and that half is important. And I'm 240 pounds, and I love every inch and ounce of me. And so we should be happy with who we are, the way we are. And so put that picture up. Don't make yourself slimmer than you are. Be who you are. God created you for a reason and a purpose. And there's many people out there that want to get to know you for just the person you are, not a pretend person. And sometimes Absolutely. we'll find love, but sometimes we'll find best friends. Best friends, you know, you don't have to worry about. They love you in spite of yourself. <laughs> it's very true. Very true. And, you know, yeah, so- you bring new meaning to the word sexy as well, Shirley. And that's really, you know, when I hear that word now, I think of you because you have brought new meaning to that word for me. And so I would just love for you to share your perspective on what that word means and what it can do for you. Oh, my gosh. So, again, you know, building a business, raising children. You know, I had my daughter, my stepdaughter. I adopted four boys. I raised a niece. So I was always taking care of everybody else. And most people who don't know me wouldn't look at me and know that I used to be actually a pretty hot star athlete in my high school and and, and first college year, you know. And so you have children, you live your life, and pounds start going on, you're building a business, you're eating late at night. And then, you know, fast, put yourself into a male-dominated industry, you know, so sneakers and work boots and sweatshirts and T-shirts and jeans were my thing. So I forgot I had curves. And, and even though I was married and, you know, we had a great relationship at the time, it wasn't even about that. It was just who had time to feel pretty or sexy? What is that? You know, I had some lingerie, but who had time for that stuff? I need to get to bed. I need to sleep. And so after after my divorce, um, I realized something, that it was time to go out and date and meet people, and I had to be nice and I had to talk. I couldn't, you know, like just grumble and moan. I had to make full sentences and communicate. And I went to go out with my niece. I was on my breaking out shell, you know, I lost some weight and I was doing some things and I put on this hot yellow outfit and I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, damn, I'm sexy. And I couldn't believe I said those words, right? Thank God I whispered them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I couldn't believe I said those words. And then I said to myself, you know, I forgot what sexy was. And then I realized, like, I went somewhere, and I went to a, I don't remember, but it was a nice restaurant, an elegant restaurant somewhere on some trip I was at, a network marketing trip, and the food was so good, and I said, my God, that's sexy. So sexy became my word, and as I started speaking and training in other network marketing companies and personal development opportunities, 
You know, when you think about the word sexy, it's not about sex. It's about an attitude. It's about an attitude. So if I make my food and I put it on my plate and I design it a certain way, to me that's sexy. If I put on an outfit and I put on a pair of heels that take me from five, two and a half to five, four, that's sexy. If someone says certain words, like words, I'm a word person. So I used to play the word game, and I just use words to describe things. Some words are just sexy. Opportunities in life are sexy. It's about the attitude and the swag with it. It's not about sex anymore. It's not about that. It's, we've superseded that. That's antiquated, that term of sexy. It's not about that. It's how you feel. It's how you walk. It's how you talk. It's about your belief and what you're doing and how you feel. So sexy is, uh, has such a different term to me. So when I do a lot of my big events, I want to make for sure people are listening. So, you know, I, I train them right in the beginning, um, you know, that, that you have to be – this is interactive when I'm around you. So when I, when I raise my hand with my mic, they know what that means, and I'm supposed to say, that's sexy, because I want them to understand how that feels, how sexy feels, whether it's a phrase, a food, a gesture, a quote, a mantra, a belief. So sexy is bigger than life for me. Absolutely. And, you know, through that new inspiration of sexy, you've really changed lives for women um, and really allowed them to empower their own inner sexy. And that's a huge accomplishment in a world where, you know, media doesn't necessarily portray sexy to be what it really is. And so you've really been able to break down those barriers for women and allowed them to embrace this whole new idea of sexy, and you've seen the results because of it and how they carry themselves afterwards. Oh, my God. You're going to make me cry. I've, I've seen <laughs> the, tran- the transformation. Look, you're going to make me all mushy. Thank God I'm not in person. <laughs> I um, always make you mushy. Seen, you do. But I've seen the transformation first in myself, right? But then I've seen mm-hmm. it in people close by. And, you know, I, I have all these little circles of groups that I that I travel to and we get together and we do a lot of girl talk. I'm going to be doing guy talk soon. So if they're on the radio and they're listening, <gasps> holler at a girl because I'm going to be putting, I'm going to be doing guy talk. You want to know about all women, right. you, you go to the horse's mouth, baby. Um, but but I've in these little pockets of groups of women, um, we decided we would do little shopping sprees. So we go shopping. And we would shop for each other. You're not allowed to pick your own clothing, right? And we pick clothes mm-hmm. for the other person. And you have to agree. You know, we have, we put a cap on the price. We have to agree that you're going to do this once. You're going to wear that outfit. So we would, you know, take a little girl's trip, Friday night, do something. Saturday we shop. Sunday night you wear those outfits. I mean, Saturday night you wear those outfits that your friend picked for you. You want to talk about transformations, they get in front of that mirror and they put those shoes on, whether their heels are flat, and they put those outfits on that they would never pick for themselves because they're judging themselves harder than anyone else would. You know, we're our worst judge of person. We're the hardest on ourselves. And so they start walking so different. They go from shoulders down to shoulders up They don't even realize they had boobs. They've been buying the wrong bras. I mean, it's that simple sometimes. And it's all about the attitude because, yeah, once they look in that mirror and they say, wow, that's me, then they realize it's unfortunate that that's what it takes sometimes. But fortunately, we can find something to, to change. There's some people that no matter what you do, right? So they look in that mirror and they see themselves. They transform right in front of their eyes. They will no longer walk the way they used to walk. They now feel worthy. They believe in themselves. And sometimes it's as simple as material. Sometimes it needs to go a little deeper because the scars are deeper. But you know what? You start somewhere and you just keep taking action, keep taking action. So there's certain things I will never buy for myself again because I felt frumpy in them. And sometimes, you know, ask your friend, you know, does this outfit look all right? But but be okay with, you know, constructive criticism. Because I always tell my brothers, you know, I have nine brothers. I always tell my brothers, look, 
that outfit is horrible. Don't post that picture kissing a fish. Don't let the dog lick your face. Women aren't into that stuff, okay? And if I'm telling you because I'm your sister, so trust me. <laughs> and so that's how we have to be with our, our friends, you know, be willing to, and, and open to, to that constructive criticism. But sometimes we need some guidance. And if what we've been doing doesn't, hasn't been working, then it's time to kick it up a notch and try something new. What's going to happen? You're not going to bleed to death. You're not going to die. You're just going to be a little uncomfortable. But if you're not uncomfortable a little bit every day, then you're just skating underneath the radar. And, and you know, no one makes changes skating under the radar. My mother it's used so to say, true. It, yeah, my mother always used to say, you know, um, if they're talking about me, they're leaving someone else alone. And evidently I'm strong enough to take it. And so, wow. so that's how you have to live. My mother always used to say that. And, and we're always worried about, oh, my God, what will they say about me? I can give a rat's ass what they're going to say about me. You know why? I live good. I love people. They have to give me a reason not to love them. And sometimes people give me lots of reasons and I still love them. <laughs> but, but, but I love my life. I love the opportunity. There's so many people my age that I grew up with that aren't here today. I'm here for a reason. I can't waste it. And if you're here, you're here for a reason. You know there are people your age that, that are gone, the people you grew up with, and you're saying, my God, why did that happen? You know, be willing to ask yourself, what does this mean? Why did that happen? What should I do? You're not crazy. Talk to yourself. Think about those things. Ponder sometimes. Don't be so quick to make a reaction or a judgment. Think about it. Breathe. Think. Then react. Absolutely. And, you know, in my younger years, certainly I, I did worry quite a bit about what it, what did people think, and I just wanted to be liked. You know, and sometimes that really didn't work so well because I would do everything I could to be liked, and it would just, because it wasn't authentic, it wouldn't work out. And, you know, as I grew up and evolved and, you know, as a single mom at 17 and then a mom at 20 of two going off to university on my own, People certainly had a lot of judgments about that. And I can remember my grandfather telling me, you just need some thicker skin. And then a week later, my other grandmother said pretty much the same thing. And I thought, okay, I'm being told twice by two different people. I maybe need to learn to have a little bit of thicker skin. And then I learned something profound about 10 years later. I learned that whatever any, anyone else thinks is none of my business. It's none of my business what anyone else thinks of me. And that really shifted for me, that whole perception of it's not my job to make others like me. And I'm very blessed in that most people do like me, but I operate from that place of kindness. And I think if we all operate just being authentic to ourselves from a place of kindness and a place of do no harm to others, the right people are going to find us and like us. I just really believe that, and it's been working for me. What do you think? Well, funny you should say that. <laughs> um, I'm working on a, on a workshop right now, and it's called That's Not My Business. I love and, that. Yeah, it's called It's Not My Business because um, first I'm going to give myself a shameless plug in hopes to help raise some money. Do it. But, it's funny, you talked about, um, you know, being a young girl and, you know, all of us as young women, you know, young men go through it too, but not as severe as we do. Um, being a young girl, gosh, I went through so much, not having a mom, you know, being light skin and my brother's dark skin. So you always want to be popular. You want to try to fit in, you know, and most time you fall out trying to fit in, <laughs> but, um, so I'm going to be speaking on the 30th of October uh, in Goshen, New York. Um, it's called Girls World Expo. And um, I'm the keynote speaker for the – it's a Girls of Merit brunch, and there's going to be a few girls that are being given some merit for good things that they're doing. And my topic is on you are judged by the company you keep because we work so hard at trying to fit in and we don't realize why certain things don't come our way. We're picking the wrong groups of people for the wrong reasons. And I think that as young girls, if we're taught 
to, it's okay to be ourselves when we're younger, that when we get to a certain point, it doesn't matter. And most of the time, when people are being mean and negative, it's not our problem. It's a reflection of their issue, not ours. It's their problem. Every time. I don't like yeah. Every yeah, time. I don't like your hair. That's because your hair is straight and mine is curly. You know, well, she's fat. That's because it's hard for you to find a pair of pants for you that fit like the curves in mine. It's not my fault, you know. And, you know, look at her. She's got a big chest. Yes, 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 yes. I love that I have a big chest. I'm sorry that you don't. It's not my fault. But we don't say that, like, oh, my God, they're picking on me. You know, no, they're picking on themselves. But the only way they can do is point at you. And so whenever someone is doing these negative things, it's not about you. And if we can, again, reprogram, it's in life today, it's about collaboration and reprogramming, if you ask me. And it's about reprogramming ourselves that that negative stuff was about them. And when someone says, oh, blah, blah, blah to you, you turn around. You have two options. You can walk away or you turn around and you say, I'm so sorry you feel that way about yourself. You want to see somebody stop in their tracks? Because that wasn't their intention. I believe that would do it. And, and you put your yeah. hand on their shoulders. You know, there's a study about touch when you talk to people, that when you touch them, it's different. Put your hand on their shoulder. Put your hand on their hand and say, I'm so, and look them in the eye. I'm so sorry you feel that way about yourself. They're going to be mad for a minute for sure. <laughs> but when you walk away from them, you want to talk about giving somebody something to think about deep inside of them? And, and you just simply feel sorry for them, not for you, for them. And when you start to do that more often, watch the transformation in your walk and your talk and your belief. It will be forever changing. Absolutely. I, only, I only speak about my own experiences. So anyway, so back, back to that whole thing. So I'm going to be talking about, one, about the company you keep, right? But the other thing Uh is about making good choices because, you know, in today's world for a girl or boy, but I'm talking about girls because we're girls, for a girl or a boy to be given acknowledgement for being different, wow, for being different, for standing up for things they believe in. And these young kids today are so dynamic because they have technology and all kinds of things that we didn't have a clue about in our time that helps them advance so fast. They're so mature. They're so intelligent. And now if they could take good, oh, grounded roots, <laughs> good, you know, good foundation, <laughs> good grounding from their children, you know, from, from childhood that their parents give them, and and. As they grow and, and they have your community is injecting and infusing positivity to you and you're helping to implement programs and you have people supporting you, oh, my God, what does the future look like, right? What does it look like? Absolutely. So, so reprogramming our thoughts that it's someone else's problem. It's not my problem. It's your problem. It's your problem. Now, we all have our own problems, but we'll deal with that. And we don't need to put them upon other people. That's so unfair. We all have enough problems to deal with. There's enough to go around. (laughs) Problems are not selective. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, one thing to remember, too, is all these problems that are around, sometimes it's just our perception of them. And if we sit with it and look at it from another angle, and this is one of the beauties of having a coach, for example, or listening to inspirational speakers or connecting with someone in the self-help industry, sometimes it's just a matter of reframing it, just like you reframed your garbage business, you know, into something beautiful and positive. We can all take the garbage in our life and shine it up and reuse it. It's just a matter of our perception and how we're willing to accept it as a gift. And so, you know, we only have about six minutes left or so, and I want to make sure that I ask you this other question because I'm looking forward to the answer. Because you meet literally hundreds of people every year. So, 
you know, lots and lots of people, and you are documenting stories, and you are listening for those messages. So what would you say are probably the three most inspirational messages that have impacted you and your perspective in the last year? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think inspirational messages. I think I think one is that we need to love a whole lot more. And we need to accept being loved and we need to know what it's like to give and receive love. Love is just the key if you ask me. Um Absolutely. And, and that was that was a word I truly avoided except for my family and children and my close spouses. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I remember so the first time I said it to you. Mm-hmm. You thought I was a little cuckoo. Yeah, it, I wasn't real open <laughs> to it, you know. I know. I, I wasn't. It, but that's how you're, you know, people used to throw the word around, and, and we literally took it like, oh, my God, they love me, and now what do I do? And it, it, it's not like that. It's so different. No. It's kind of like that word sexy. It's so much bigger. And when we learn to love different kinds of food, we feel better. When we, when we learn to love different cultures, our lives are much better. When we learn to love different colors, we can see so much more. So love is incredible. And so I think Absolutely. It really opens to, everything. Yeah. Learning how to, to give and receive love I think would be the first lesson that I think awesome. that will take all of us much further, and I've learned so much. The second thing is, I think we can, you know, being – go ahead. I was just saying, I think we can all take that one because, yeah. you know, even if it is in our daily practice, sometimes we forget. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. The next one is – I know it's going to sound crazy maybe, but that's how I roll – is I learned the art of collaboration, Okay. And I'll tell you why. In everyday life, not just business. Of course, it started in business, but it's in everyday life because we are but one soul, one body, one structure. We're Mm -hmm. one. And we can do but so much. And we can't put everything on our back. And so when we learn what our gifts, skills, talents, and abilities are, And then we're around other people, like-minded but different, who know what their gifts, talents, and abilities are. You put all of that in a room together. And what we're strong at, we do. And what we are weak at, we work on each time we're with those people. Oh, my God, who do we become? What do we become? What do we learn? I've learned that in business, in, in my past life. I couldn't share my trade secrets with my competitors. They'd wipe me out, steal my customers, steal my containers. They were crooks, right? You can't share your trade secrets. In the profession of living life to its fullest, because that's what I'm a professional at, in personal development, you collaborate with like-minded people. And what you're good at, you work on. They're good at, they work on. And you learn from each other and you empower each other. And so I believe collaboration, even, even you know, parent-teacher conferences and all these kinds of things in school. I don't have children anymore. Thank God I have grandchildren. I know I'm too sexy to be looking like I got grandchildren, but I do. <laughs> um, but even, even in school, when, you know, one mom may, might make great brownies and you might make better devil food cake. Collaborate, do it together, and what you do is you're empowering someone else purely accidentally who doesn't even understand their gifts and abilities. But when you acknowledge it in other people, you just gave them an inch of height, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And that's another power of love. Even though we're collaborating, we're showing love by doing that. And Absolutely. And, you know, third. we think back to how society used to be years ago, you know, and that, that saying it takes a village to raise a child. Well, in North mm-hmm. America, that's not really embraced anymore. It's very much 
on, you know, what can we keep private and what happens in our home doesn't go any further and don't talk to strangers and all of these different belief systems are placed on children as they grow. And so what we have is a society of adults who are afraid to ask for help, much less collaborate with each other. They take, you know, collaborative suggestions as, you know, an insult, as though, oh, you must think I'm doing it wrong. And so if we can just shift that perception around to how beautiful collaboration is and how we can achieve so much more together, our world would be getting along so much better than it does at times. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what's interesting, though? What's interesting with that that is that when we do face a world crisis, people naturally collaborate. And then as soon as the crisis is over, it goes back to the way it was before. But I challenge people the next time, because unfortunately the way the world is, we will have another crisis happen, Mm-hmm. Don't go back to the way it was. Stay and continue sharing. And and it's those changes that are going to really raise the, raise the vibration of our world and create more healing, I think. Mm-hmm. So what is then your I think final inspiration? Wow. I just think the final inspiration is that I think that if we could find, we don't all need to save the world, right? But I think that if we can all find a cause, something to believe in, to fight for, to learn about, to spread the word about, that if we love, collaborate, and have a cause, there's no way we're not living on purpose. There's no way we're not helping to transform this world into being a better place for everyone. So I think we need to find a cause, if it's a cause to help people lose weight, if it's a cause to help people eat better, if it's a cause to save animals, whatever your cause is, as long as you're not insulting other people and you're educating and informing and every now and then infusing some humor so that the heavy times become lighter, oh, my God, I can't wait to grow old and live in this world then. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Shirley, for being our guest today. I've been really looking forward to it since I first asked you a little while ago. And Mm -hmm. as always, I love connecting with you. I love sharing with you and collaborating with you. And I'm honored that you came on our show today. And I know that you inspired our listeners. So thanks so much for coming. So other than the workshop coming up, where are you headed with Ordinary Greatness? Uh. I am headed to speak anywhere anyone wants me to speak, but uh, I'm hopefully heading to Africa soon um, to speak in Zimbabwe. Um, I'm working oh, on wonderful. You'll need yeah, to give our friends a big Absolutely. hug for me because I will, I will. Um, Dr. Charles McGavari and his beautiful wife, they're, they're just, they're magical. I just, I love the word I think of with them is gratitude. They just have yeah. so much gratitude and so much, you know, compassion. They're beautiful. So please extend a big hug for me. I had the honor I of will. speaking at a conference this year with Dr. Charles McGavari and um, just amazing man. Absolutely. So you're headed hopefully and, to um, Africa. I'm headed there, and um, I've got a couple engagements coming. I'm hoping to be in Maryland soon. But um, on my 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 um, site, uh, com, I have a calendar. I'm going to be filling it in real soon. So Tuesday nights, I still have Tuesdays. It's a little cold now, so we're not under the pavilion, but we're in the house. So Tuesdays at my house, we do a group of women that just collaborate. Um, and Monday nights, I meet with my amazing women in a nearby town in Newburgh uh, with our ageless and sexy goddesses. And um, Tuesday, I'm speaking about big love at a uh, sexy, ageless and sexy goddess event with uh, our wonderful Sheila Pearl. Um, And so that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm plugging along, and I'll be happy to go and see anyone who'd like me to to be there with them. But more importantly, I'm going to be anywhere that someone asks me to help them find the epiphanies in life that make them smile from the inside out. 
Wonderful, wonderful. So please don't hesitate to connect with Shirley. She's a wealth of information and inspiration and guaranteed a fabulous speaker. I have heard her speak before. Um, So definitely connect with Shirley. And Shirley and I have teased around with the idea of collaborating on a retreat together too. So stay tuned for that because um, I can see that probably coming up in the next year or so because we've been chatting on and off about it. But I think it's time to nail something down. What do you think, Shirley? I think I need to come and float and talk about it. I think you do. I think you do. All right, everyone. That's it for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, I apologize for our technical glitches at two, but I'm so grateful for those of you who came back. And as you know, all of these episodes are recorded, so you can listen to them again. Please connect with me anytime at www.groundedrootswellness.ca. And I'm on Facebook, my two pages, Grounded Roots Wellness Inc. and Sam Black Certified Psychic Medium and Wellness Coach. Have a beautiful day. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude. And thank you again, Shirley, for joining us. Thank you for the love.